Let's bless this word, though, before we get into the message. God, we thank you for your story. We thank you for your words that teach us how to be closer to you. We ask for your blessing upon the scripture. We ask for your blessing upon this message that we would draw closer to you through it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So it, it feels like um, a couple of times in the last few months, at least for me, that we've touched a few times now on how sharing someone's story is important to mentoring or to formation or to kin- kingdom building. Um, I know it was the theme of our message on Confirmation Sunday and We've had this theme a couple of times in youth group um, in the past few weeks, Um, and I think we also touched on it another Sunday here um, with the adult message. But the story of how God is at work in our lives is really important. And I think about how the Bible is filled with such stories. When someone could have said, God wants you to do this, so do it. Instead, they said, there was a time when this was happening. This is how the people responded, and this is how God responded. And you pull the, you pull the idea out of that story. Maybe it's why Jesus spoke in parables. But there are a number of times in the Bible in particular, that they repeated history, just as Marian has just read, where they, they got to the celebration side of their journey, and they said, look back at these wonderful things God has done. It's the story of how God has moved in their lives. And so, yes, it has been important to evangelism and to bringing glory to the kingdom of God for thousands of years, so much so that God instructed it. He said, tell these stories to your children at every single festival. And he said, leave these stones on the other side of the river so that whenever somebody passes by, you can tell them the story so that your children's children's children can know the story Because whenever they see this, you'll tell it to them. And through this story of what God has done, they will learn what God can do. Story is important. And so this week as I've been preparing, it was immediately known to me that story is important for evangelism and for building the kingdom of God and and not just for evangelism but for building us up in times when we're feeling a little down if we hear someone else's story of how they've gotten through these moments we're encouraged and we learn from them but this month we're focusing on a prayer discipline And one of my favorite forms of prayer is the daily examine. And I realize it's basically just the story of God that we are re-examining and learning from, the story of God in our own lives. So today we are talking about God's story as prayer. This verse or this passage 
was an interesting choice. Um, this is far from the only time that the history of, in the history of Israel that God told, that the story of God was told. And it wasn't the most cheerful of times. God's story is told in the Psalms. As, as the psalmists look back and say, God did these great things and God freed us from slavery and God pulled us through and praise God. It is told when the Israelites cross into a new land. People sing and dance and and the words they proclaim are the words of exactly what God has just done for them. But this time's a little different. This time Stephen is standing before the Sanhedrin. And he doesn't necessarily proclaim only the praise of God's story. In fact, he kind of, he kind of gets a little bit harsh with his words. We can give him... We can give him the benefit here because he's about to be stoned to death. He knows that. And that's maybe what else makes this passage harder than the other story of God passages. That here, Stephen is about to be stoned, and he stands up and he says, let me tell you God's story. And that's important to our discussion today. Think about the stories that are told. Think about how the Israelites always proclaim the great things God has done, and they're in a form of celebration and praise. And yet the stories they tell are about the hardships that were faced. So this passage here talks about Joseph, and I think about the human fallible Joseph, Yes, he's celebrated for his faith, but he was also sold into slavery by his own brothers and then cast into prison. So I wonder how human Joseph dealt with that on a day-to-day -day basis. And here we can use a little imagination as we read through scripture. I wonder how a very human Joseph woke up in the morning still in his prison cell, far away from home, after not seeing his family for decades. And yes, he was faithful, so maybe he started out with prayer. But as moments of the day passed, I wonder if he fell into times of why me? Or if he fell into the routine of discouragement, or if he... If he sometimes was frustrated with God and told him so. And then hundreds of years later, we have the Exodus. And so many times when, when we're recounting the great things God has done, we say, God brought the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt. That is true, but you know what? The Israelites also grumbled. So there were people of God, and I wonder if some of those very human people of God woke up in the morning and gave praise for the manna that they saw on the ground because it was the right thing to do, because in faith they knew it came from God. But then, I don't know, a few hours later, as they're going by their day, moment by moment, 
I wonder if that's when they grumbled, like, ugh, manna again. The Israelites grumbled, the Israelites complained, the Israelites were frustrated and they said we were better off as slaves in Egypt. And yet when we recount our story, we see that God was good and he brought them through slavery and he brought them through the desert to the promised land. Through story, we celebrate. But this story that Stephen tells reminds us that it's not all about the celebration. In fact, we're even reminded of this as we read Stephen's words and see that he's telling a story and he is part of a story. Stephen is a man of faith and he stood before the people who were about to kill him and he said, this is the God you should follow and Jesus is Lord. And yet, he was stoned. And we look at martyrs and we say, why? He was so faithful. Why did he have to be martyred? But if you look at that text, Saul is introduced right after this passage happened. Saul, whom we also know as Paul, who would go on to be well, probably the greatest evangelist in our history. He was part of this story. So now, thousands of years later, when we stand and we recount God's story in history, we say, Paul became a Christian. But before that, there was this everyday, moment by moment, building of faith that they had to go through. And that building of faith is not always fun. And that building of faith is oftentimes the hardest part. And that building of faith is oftentimes the part where humanity falls the most and the part where we as, as individuals falter the most. There are hard parts to the story and there are good parts to the story. Our point today is that sometimes when we're walking through life, in that moment-by-moment, -moment, everyday routine, we tend to see the things that distract us from God. We have emotions and we have attitudes and we have thoughts and our understanding is skewed because we can only see that moment. And we think, wow, this is frustrating. And maybe a day later, maybe weeks later, maybe even years later, we look back and we say, I remember that frustrating moment, but it was part of this greater, bigger thing, and it needed to happen. Those moments are what we're talking about today. We're talking about prayer as story. Specifically, we're talking about the Ignatian Daily Examine Prayer. So if you, you're you're, it's going to be referenced a few times, so if you want to look it up later, it is St. Ignatius Daily Examine, and that's what we're going for today. And I think it's a little counterintuitive because it's specifically meant to be a remembering and reflection at the end of one's day. And I, I think as Christians, we try and start our day off with God. And 
maybe we finish our day with God, but that reflecting and remembering is a little harder. So we, we kind of are told, I was told when I was a new Christian by my mentor, to begin the day in God's word because you want to start your day with God before all the other uh, busyness and distractions take place. And you want to start your day with God because if you put it off till bedtime, you're going to be too tired. And so I remember this. Well, this prayer of examine actually wants you to interact with the busyness and the distractions. It, it teaches us to go back and remember those busyness and distractions so that we can prepare for the future. So, sorry, I completely got lost here. <laughs> so on a personal level, we can tell these stories in our own lives. We, we see the story of God on a big, global, glory to the kingdom level in this, story, in this passage that we just read from Stephen. Um, but on a personal level, reviewing and remembering what God has done doesn't just show us where God is in our lives, but we, it also shows us what we need to become more aware of about his presence in the future. And it shows us where we have struggled and where we have triumphed and where we can be more like God and helps us grow in our relationship to him. So last week we talked about breaking the, uh, away from the routine of our prayer lives and using our prayer time to pour our hearts out to God. And the daily examine is a practical application of how we can do that. So it helps us to think of our prayer time as a casual conversation with God that goes beyond our routine and it goes beyond a laundry list of prayer requests and it brings us to a deeper place. And there is space to still lay your confessions and your requests before him because that, that is a necessity in prayer too. But you just adjust this prayer discipline so that it, it really makes sense for your personal life. So I already said you can Google the daily examine. Uh, it's, it's going to come up as dozens of different interpretations, but they all follow one kind of structure. They, they first have remembrance and reflection as the skeleton of, of what you're doing in this prayer. But then they all have five steps. So we're gonna just go through these five steps. And there's a purpose to doing this because today is the last Sunday of our church year. And though we're going to be talking about this as the daily examine, there are times in our lives where it is good to reflect and remember larger parts of our story we're going to be talking about is the daily routine and those moments in everyday life that sometimes pass us by. But also remember that on this last Sunday of the church year, it's good to reflect through a whole year and see the bigger picture of what God has been doing in our lives. It's good to reflect over the past decade and see the really big picture 
of what God's been doing in our lives. Sometimes it's good to just remember and reflect and reset because just as we learn from the story of the Israelites, so we learn from our own stories. You can apply that on both a small-scale structure, which we'll be specifically talking about, and a large-scale structure, which we won't mention again until the end. So the first step in the daily examine is always to become more aware of God's presence. This is not a step that you can skip. You need to acknowledge God, recognize that he is there with you at that moment, and use that time to dwell in his presence, in his peace, and in the comfort of his spirit. You can use that time to praise him. But don't rush through it, and that is the temptation. I find it helpful for me to spend a couple of moments even in silence, just allowing God to center me and allowing myself to focus more clearly on him. But our default as humans is to get distracted by the busyness of life. And I think sometimes we do that in prayer too. That instead of wanting to take time in the silence and the peace, we want naturally to move on to the important parts of prayer, the parts that we need to get to, the parts that will finish the prayer more efficiently in our minds. This is not the practice we want to do that in. We need to start the examine of our lives, centering on God and recognizing his presence. If you need to set a timer, <laughs> which is sometimes something I do, just to say for this moment, I will make myself focus on God. And until that timer goes off, I won't step forward. I won't move forward in this prayer. I just want this time of silence. Sometimes that's what we need to do. And so setting a timer is a good starting, a good starting uh, role in this prayer. But as you develop this discipline, the timer might be a constraint that you need to get rid of so that you can feel free to just spend that time more completely and more holistically. So, yeah, so spend that time, acknowledge God, give him praise. I think of this as a parallel to the Our Father prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Give God his praise and acknowledge that he is there. The second step is to ask God for grace and for help in reviewing your day. Grace because we are human and we stumble. Grace because we might not like what we remember or pull up. Or grace because we might not want to pull that up at all. 
ask God for grace as you review your day so that you don't skip over the bad attitude that you had that God is trying to remind you of. By God's grace, you will remember it and you will be able to deal with it effectively. Grace because maybe the only thing you can remember is that bad attitude you had during your day, and you're beating yourself up for it. That's not the purpose of this. The purpose of this is to review your day, the good and the bad, step by step, start from the time you woke up until the time you began this prayer of examine, and focus on the attitudes, on the interactions, on everything that you did in the day. Sometimes you will need God's grace to say, you weren't perfect today. And sometimes you will need God's grace to say, it's okay, you're human, let that go. So always ask for God's grace, that is step two, and step two is also a review. Try and think of every moment that you had that day, but some moments will stick out to you more than others. Another important part of this, of this time is to give God gratitude for the day that you've had. And that's hard. And I think back to the Israelites grumbling in the desert as they're hot and dehydrated and starving. And I think, wow, moment by moment, that would be a hard time to give God praise in. And yet at the end of the day, they were still alive and not in slavery. And that is a thing to be grateful for. There are going to be times in our lives where we don't want to be grateful for the day. And yet God has given us given it to us. So gratitude is another part of this, of this second step, and sometimes it's a bit of a harder step. The third step is a little more specific. Here in the third step, you need to remember the specific moments that stood out to you most about your day. So in the second step, you're remembering your whole entire day, but in the third step, you're looking at that whole entire day and saying, this moment was important to me, and this moment stood out to me. And you're just picking those really important moments out and fo focusing on those. And in those moments, you want to focus very deeply and say, what was I feeling and smelling, seeing, touching? What were my emotions? What were my attitudes? What were my senses telling me? Maybe you can go deeper and ask why. If I was frustrated about something so little, why? Why was I frustrated? Was there something bigger behind it? This third step is a time for you to get specific because the things that stand out to you about your day are important to God. If they've stood out to you, perhaps it's for a reason. Here's the fourth step. And the fourth step is where the different versions of the daily examine really, really differ. So the fourth step is always a twofold question. 
but that question can be different depending on what source you look up. So it's usually a question like, at what point in my day did I most sense God's presence? And at what point in my day was I least aware of God's presence? So maybe one of those big moments that stuck out to you was that something really good happened to you and you sensed God's presence in that good thing. Or maybe one of the moments that stood out to you was that something small hurt you in some way and you did not sense God's presence, particularly at that moment. Those are things to keep note of. Other questions you might ask are, which parts of my day did I feel closer to God? And which parts did I feel farther away? Or which parts did I honor God? And which parts could I have done better? There are loads and loads of questions, and again, a Google search of the daily examine will give you a lot of ideas on which questions to ask. But there are always two questions, and it goes back to that idea of grace. We are human, and there are times we honor God, and we are human, and there are times that we fall. And both are important when we review our day with God, because God wants to celebrate with us, and God wants to grow us and both are necessary. If we always focus on our failures, well, it's gonna be really hard to grow because we're always gonna assume that we're doing the wrong thing. And if we only focus on our celebrations, well, that's just quite prideful. We're always gonna think that we're great and there's no room for improvement. There's always a two-fold question that you ask in the daily examine I would challenge you to figure out which question might help your growth the best. I like to ask how I honored God in my day and how I could have grown. So there, there's this final step, and that's an important one too. In this final step, we ask for healing and for forgiveness of any shortcomings and we look ahead to the next day. We move on from what we have faltered in for this day, and we say, God, give us grace for tomorrow. We make a plan, how can tomorrow, how can I honor God where I failed to honor him today? If you're struggling with an attitude, how can you sense God's presence in that attitude and find where he's growing you. There is forgiveness for today, but with forgiveness, there's also a need for repentance. And that says, you messed up today, tomorrow's a new day, how are we gonna make it better? It really does remind me of the Our Father prayer, and I think that's kind of the point that just as the Our Father prayer moves through these different ideas of what to pray to God, praise, confession, praying for needs, praying for forgiveness, just as the Our Father prayer asks for that, these, these steps of the daily examine go through that as well, but they, they ask you to dig deeper into your own life.
So when we are praying, you don't have to use this prayer. I think it's wonderful, especially at this time of the year. This is found in some of those spiritual discipline books in the narthex. But there are tons of other spiritual discipline book, dif disciplines that will kind of lead you through a similar process. This process of reflecting and remembering and from that remembrance, moving on in God's grace so that we can be closer to him and more like him. But I find it especially welcoming because it, it opens up the path for us to truly pour our hearts out to God, just as we talked about last week, that our relationship with God through this becomes so much deeper because we are interacting with him on a different level from what we normally interact with, and it becomes so much deeper that we move that step closer to pouring our hearts out to him. Now, I mentioned that this is the last Sunday of the church year, and I think as we are tempted to set New Year's resolutions, granted we have a month before then, uh, as humans we are also tempted to set New Year's resolutions, let this be a part of your reflection. Set a spiritual resolution based on where you feel God leading you through your remembering of this past year. And that's what we will focus on as we call the ushers forward for offering. I'm going to ask that we reflect over this past year and we, we focus on the memories and the things that God has caused to stand out to us and we ask for his guidance in that. So as we're, we're gathering our offering, think over maybe, maybe this past year, maybe this past month, whatever God lays on your heart, use this time as a time of reflection and a time of looking forward. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you that uh, you are here interwoven in all parts of our story. God, we thank you that you are here and interwoven in all parts of all history. God, would you help us to learn from our past, draw closer to you, and glorify your kingdom through the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.